listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at nwcbc.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Well, good morning, everyone. What a blessing it is to be here together to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you so much for coming. You know, last week we raised funds to support Operation Christmas Child Shoebox Ministry. And uh, what that is, if you don't know, it's, it's where we pack gifts for children uh, and we send them out around the world. And, and not only will they receive a gift during Christmas time, but they will also receive a message, a message of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want to say thank you to Christy Hing and to Lena Hing for all of their efforts in organizing and putting it together, that food fundraiser, the taste of the church. Uh, so many of you brothers I want to say, and sisters, I want to say thank you for skillfully and sacrificially cooking food so that others of us could generously and sacrificially eat your food. Um, but uh, I just want to share that with that one fundraiser, uh, you, brothers and sisters, dear friends, were able to raise over $5,600. And that brings us to a total of $9,345. And so we're getting closer to that goal of $12,000 to bless children around the world. And so I just want to say thank you uh, to everybody. Uh, for, for your sacrifice. Yeah, praise God. <clears throat> so please consider how God would lead you to help in this ministry. And, um, and yeah, I also just want to thank the worship team. Yeah, wonderful time of worship, just focusing in uh, on the love of our great God. And um, here's another thing that we have to take this moment to do because... <laughs> Uh, if you didn't know, if you're new here to Northwest, we used to at one time sing happy birthday <laughs> to everybody whose birthday was in this month, um, but we're not going to do that. But what we are going to do is uh, we are going to recognize uh, our dearly loved pastor, Pastor Terry, who, who retired and who's visiting us with Hasia, his wife, today. Uh, they're sitting right there, probably never going to come back because I'm pointing him out right now, um, but... Uh, Pastor Terry, we want to say happy birthday because today's your birthday, right? <laughs> He's 45 years old today, and uh, so you can calculate when he was born, uh, but, uh, but for some reason he looks older than that. Uh, but <laughs> Asia's birthday is also this week, and so Pastor Terry, Asia, happy birthday. Uh, yeah, I won't sing to you, but yeah, I'll save you. Uh, hearing my rendition of happy birthday, but we love you. We thank God for you. Thanks for coming to visit. Maybe that's why you visited, so we can say happy birthday. Uh, but, you know, we, we're in this in our study titled Membership Matters, talking about why membership is important in the local church, and not because Pastor Steve says so, but because I believe that God says so. And membership matters to be a part and, and a committed member of a local body of Christ. 
And again, this is not just to promote, this is not just to promote Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. Because from the very beginning, my encouragement to each one of you listening in, wherever you are, is that you would commit to a local body of Christ wherever you are. If that's Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, then praise God. If that's another Bible-believing, teaching, and living church, then praise God. But membership matters. You know, last year I was reminded of the the fact of what you believe affects everything. The fact that what you believe affects everything. And not only that, but oftentimes you find that not everyone believes the same thing that you do. Have you guys ever experienced that? You can look no further than your own family. Well, I was about a year or two ago. I won't say the name of my son, my teenage son. I do have two of them, though. Uh, I was talking to my teenage son. Uh, preparing, we we're preparing to ha- our home, our house, to have some people over. And I remember asking him to do three things. Hey, son, can you please take out the garbage, just the kitchen garbage, not all the garbage in the house? Number two, can you straighten up your room? And... Number three, can you please clean that one bathroom? Like a wonderful, great son, what was his response? Why, Dad? No. He said, okay, Dad. He said, okay, Dad. All right, wonderful. We're, on a, we're off to a great start. So I go off, and I focus on my chores for that day and my portion of, of cleaning and getting ready. After about an hour or so, I, I notice something very unique. It's very quiet. I don't hear any commotion. I should be able to hear some cleaning going on, but I don't hear anything. I don't see him moving around the house, getting supplies or going to the different places. I check the kitchen, and what do I see? The garbage is still full. I go walk to the bathroom. What do I see? I can tell it hasn't been cleaned. I'm thinking to myself, and I'm kind of getting angry, you little booger. You said you would do these things I asked you to, and you completely disregarded my requests. So I went to go talk with my son. I asked him, what have you been doing for the past hour? What was his answer? Nothing. So in my mind, can you imagine what thoughts are going through my mind? I'm getting mad. I'm trying to fight off the anger because I feel like he lied to me. I feel like he disrespected me. I feel like he disregarded my request and disregarded my authority. All of those things and more, right? And now so casually when I ask him, what have you been doing He so casually says nothing. It's like another slap in the face. You little stinker. And I'm talking with him. Obviously, I'm getting agitated, frustrated. And then he says to me, Dad, why are you getting so upset? What's the big deal? I said I'd get it done. I'll finish it by the end of the day. 
I reminded him of the fact that we have people coming over very soon and it needed to be done now. And then he said to me, Dad, all you had to say was please do it now and I would have done it now. But you didn't say now. <laughs> you little, no. Blessing, you little blessing. Praise the Lord. That's all it was. All I had to say was now. So now anytime I ask my children to do anything, I always end it with now. <laughs> and it still doesn't get done, no. But anyway, that's not the point. We're working on it. It's a, it's a work in progress. But that interaction reminded me of something. What you believe matters. I believed that if I asked you to do something, I'm asking you right now. But he believed that unless I say now, I don't mean now. What you believe affects your whole life. What you believe will affect the rest. In fact, it will affect the rest of your eternity. And here's the truth that I want to share with you that I want you to meditate on as we study this morning. The most important thing about a church is what it believes. And when I say church, I'm not talking about a building, right? We all know the church is you and me, followers of Jesus Christ. And so the most important thing about you and I as the body of Christ is what we believe. Because if, if we are a church that loves God and obeys God, then what we believe about God matters, doesn't it? The most important thing about a church is what it believes, and so the question is, and the title of our message today is, what do we believe? What do we believe here at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church? Well, I could, it would take more time than we have today to, to talk about everything that we believe. But to put it simply, we believe what God says. And if you're wondering, what are you holding up there? This is the Bible. This is God's holy word. This is God's revelation to us. See, we at Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, we believe that there is only one true living God, right? We believe in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We believe that he's given us his word, the Bible, and it's our goal, it's our priority to aim to interpret it, to understand it, and to be obedient to it, to live it out, to do all that God has says, to learn about all that God has given us in his word. And, you know, last week we talked about the history of Northwest, all right, how we came to be, how God blessed us and, and brought us together as Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. And one of those distinguishing characteristics uh, of being a part of Northwest is that we are a Southern Baptist Church. And what does that mean? It means that we love God and we love God's word and we desire to learn it and teach it and share it and live it out. But it means that we cooperate with other like-minded believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, for the proclamation of the gospel, to make disciples of Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth. And did you know, the Southern Baptists, we, they have a statement of faith. It's called the Baptist Faith and Message. And, and I put the website on your little outline, and, and here's a little uh, screenshot of, of what it looks like if you were to go to that website. It, there's 18 different sections there, if, if I can read those numbers. But what the Baptist faith and message describes and summarizes and gives you biblical references for are those main doctrinal beliefs, T 
teachings of God's word that we feel are essential, but yet at the same time, there's also some that are non-essential, meaning not that they're not important, but not relating to salvation and not relating to the foundational beliefs of who is God, who is Jesus, right? Who is the Holy Spirit? But I share this with you because this is so vital. God's word, really. And what, this, what the Baptist faith and message does is really all it is is, is, is an interpretation of God's word and what, what, what we believe God is saying to us. And so Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, we have adopted, we are in agreement with the Baptist faith and message 2000. It says 2000, not because there's 2000 things that you need to read, but because in the year 2000, that was the last time it's been revised and updated. You see, the Baptist faith and message was, was voted on and adopted by the Southern Baptist churches across the United States in, in the year 1925. And it, it communicates this agreed interpretation of foundational and also some secondary biblical doctrines. It is, if you would want to call it, the Southern Baptist statement of faith. And it's one that, that we are in agreement with here in Northwest. And so I encourage you, dear friends, if you're new here, uh, you can take a look at that. If, even if you've been here uh, for, for many, many years, you probably haven't looked at this in a while. And so I encourage you this week, uh, this is great reading material. This is great study material. The truth is, right, the most important thing about a church is what it believes, what we believe and so today, I'm going to go through all 18 sections of the Baptist faith and message. No, I'm not. Today, I want to focus on one foundational truth. And this is something that those of you that I call my brothers and sisters in Christ that you know very well. I want to share with you and I want to remind you and I want to point you towards to meditate on and to think about the gospel of Jesus Christ the good news that we all have been recipients of. I want to share that with you. I want to remind you, all right? And, and uh, as we think about why membership matters, as we think about what we believe and how important it is, what we believe and that what we believe is, is truth and that it comes from God's word, I want to encourage you with the gospel this morning. And when I talk about the gospel what I'm talking about, literally, the word gospel means good news. And it's the good news of Jesus, our Lord, our Savior. And because when you think about it, Jesus is the one that differentiates us from any other religion in this world. I was sharing with our Bible study class earlier, if you want to really know what somebody believes, even if they say, yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah, I go to church, ask them. Oh, so what do you believe about Jesus? And as they share with you, you'll start to see what they really believe. What do you believe about Jesus? The gospel literally means good news, and, and it includes all of the Bible. But more specifically, it's the truth and the message, the good news about Jesus and the way to salvation. I want to invite you to stand. Would you stand with me? We're going to read. If you have your Bible, please open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, there's question marks up there. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4. I almost thought that was Chinese, but it's question marks. 
1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1 through 4. I'm going to read it out loud, and would you please just, just follow along silently. This is the Apostle Paul here writing to the church. He says, now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father God, we praise You. You are almighty. You are awesome. You are perfect. God, thank You for today. Thank You for gathering us together, allowing us to, to worship You freely to worship you in spirit and in truth. God, I pray that right now as we dig into your word, as we, we focus in on, on the good news of Jesus Christ, I pray that you would open our eyes, that you would open our hearts, that you would open our, our ears, God, to the truth of your word. And I pray, God, that, that there may be someone here that, that has not confessed Jesus as Lord. And I pray that, that as we, we go through and we dig into this good news, I pray that it would be good news for them today. God, I pray that you would save someone today. God, I pray that you would strengthen the faith of my fellow brothers and sisters and, and give us a sense of urgency and a passion to proclaim the good news to the ends of the earth. And so, God, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for being so good to us. Thank you for giving us your word, truth, that we can stand upon, that we can live by, that we can proclaim. God, you are so good. Thank you for loving us. God, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. The gospel, the good news, what we believe is, is the most important thing in this life for us to decide. As, one of, as the most important decision that you can make in your life is to determine what it is that you believe, and more specifically, what it is that you believe about God. And so number one, I want to share with you the gospel. And the first point is this, that God made you in his image. God made you to know him. And look with me at John chapter 17, verse 3, not verse 13. That was my mistake. John chapter 17, verse 3. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Did you know, dear friend, do you know, dear brother and sister, that God created us, that God planned for us? That he made us in his image. He says that in his word. That God created us. Male and female. God created us. People that are valuable and loved. People of purpose. And he says this is eternal life. That, that they know you. That we know you God. That we know you Jesus Christ. The one and only God. And Jesus whom you have sent. Jesus the savior of the world. The son of God. Born of the virgin Mary who died a horrific death on that cross, willingly gave his life for you and for me, who went to the tomb and on the third day rose from the dead, victoriously conquering death, conquering sin for you and for me. Why? Because God made you and he loves you. You matter to him. And his desire is that we know him. We talked about it last week, right? One of the greatest commandment is what? To do this, 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 this. 
Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with everything. God created us to be in an eternal relationship with him. And the sad part is, is that sin messed everything up. Sin broke our relationship with God. But we need to understand, yeah, that's the bad news. Sin broke our relationship with God. But God had a plan. God sent Jesus. The good news, the gospel, he made you, right? He made you in his image. And he made us to know him and to be with him. And secondly, we need to understand that all of us have sinned. Now, I know when I look out at all of you today, this is a room full of good people. But yet, each one of you are also sinners. That means you're not perfect. That means you're not God. Just like me, I am not God. I am not perfect. All of us have sinned. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, don't get me wrong, it's not, I'm not calling you all bad people. What I'm saying is that you're all imperfect people. And there's no way, and God knew that there's no way that we could live out his commands perfectly. He knew that. And he knew that there's no way that he could let sin go unpunished. And that's why, again, he planned to send his one and only son. That's why God chose to come down and to be with us. And to give his life for our salvation. How many of you have realized that this world is broken because of sin? How many of you have ever gone through anything that's difficult? How many of you have ever suffered pain or loss? How many of you have ever struggled with any physical ailment? All of these, this, these things that, that I just shared, those are evidences of brokenness because of sin. How our world is broken because of sin. All of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Therefore, we need to also understand that along with the reality of sin, there's always consequences. And God tells us in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, the penalty for sin is death. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. All of us, from the moment that we're conceived and the moment that we're born, right, we're born into this sinful world, and we're all in need of a Savior. penalty for sin is death. And do we know what death means? Death means to be separated. And yes, there's going to be a day when all of us here physically die. And what does that mean? That means our body, our physical body is going to be separated from our soul, our spirit. And yet what does it mean? What does death mean? It means that in our sin, if we are to die today, that means we would also be separated from God because of our sin. We've talked about heaven. We've talked about hell. For those of us who are dead and, and slaves to our sin, for those of us who suffer the penalty of our sin, that means that we will spend the rest of forever in hell, separated from God, suffering in sadness and in pain. Yeah, we're talking about the good news, right? We need to understand that Jesus Christ died to pay the price 
for you and for me. The debt, the sin debt that you owed, that I owed, Jesus Christ chose to willingly pay the ultimate price by giving his life for you and for me. Romans chapter 5 verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Dear friends, you know God didn't just say he loves you. God showed us. God showed us how much he loves you. Jesus went to the cross. See, that's the good news, dear friends, is that you were once dead in your sin. And there's nothing in this world that could ever satisfy the longing that you and I know is in each of our hearts. We search for it in, in, in money. We search for it in fame. We search for it in career. We search for it in material things. We search for it even in relationships with other people here on this earth. But you and I all know, if we're really honest with ourselves, that nothing will ever satisfy us completely that we can find in this world. But I tell you this. There is one thing. His name is Jesus. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy. Jesus is the only one that can satisfy the longing of your soul. You see, and that's the good news. And so as I share this good news, there is also something that is required of you. You have to decide if you are to believe it. If you believe it or you don't. You see, it requires a response the good news is a reality. The good news of Jesus Christ is a reality. And secondly, the reality is now you have a response to make. You can choose to either receive it and believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you can choose to reject it. But my encouragement to you, after hearing the gospel, the good news of Jesus, that you would choose today and every day to respond to Jesus through repentance and in faith. Now, what does it mean to repent? Repent literally means you're going one way. You turn around 180 degrees and you go the other way. And what are we talking about when we talk about repenting of your sin? We mean you're, you're on this road as a broken sinner and you realize that you need Jesus to save you and that you, you're not perfect and you need a Savior. And so you acknowledge your sin. You turn to God and you say, God, I, I know that I'm a sinner. I, I'm not perfect, and I realize that my sin means that I, I'm going to go to hell someday without you, without being saved. We acknowledge our sin, acknowledge our brokenness, and it's my prayer that, that each day, each of us, all of us would always recognize, be able to recognize our sin and our brokenness and our need to be saved and our, our need for Jesus, and that we would also not only respond in, with repentance, but that would respond with faith. And what is faith? Faith is trust. Faith is belief. And you know, you all know John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But what does it mean to believe? Believing is not just, is not about just information that you've memorized. Believing means trusting. Look at Luke chapter 24, verses 46 through 48. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. 
and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. You see, the good news was meant to be shared. It's not good news if you keep it to yourself. Well, it's good for you. But it's not good news to anyone else. And so what is it that we are to share? We're to share the whole thing, all of the good news. Not just that Jesus died, not just that Jesus rose from the dead, but Jesus is calling you to repent and to trust him in faith. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God did not just leave us in our darkness. God did, did not just leave us drowning in a pit. He came down to pull us up. The gospel. There is good news. What is your response? And lastly, I want to point you to Jesus' promise. See, what makes it good news? Well, Jesus, Jesus promises that when we put our faith in him, when we confess him as our Lord, that he will forgive us of all of our sins. When we confess our sins to God, he will be faithful and forgive us of all of our sins, and he will give us eternal life. When we put our faith in Jesus, when we trust Jesus as our Lord, dear friends, you know what happens? Something supernatural happens. God forgives us of all of our sins. His Holy Spirit comes to indwell us and be with us. Our relationship with Him is made right again. We are become reconciled with God. We become regenerated and become new beings. That's why we can say, I've been born again by Jesus Christ. Jesus promises forgiveness and eternal life when we repent and trust Him in faith. I want to end with this. So what? So what? What's the point of all this? What is, how does this affect? How should this affect my life? How can I? How can I apply this, Pastor Steve? Well, there's so many ways. But look here up on the screen as Larry comes up here. I just want to share this with you. In light of the good news of Jesus Christ, in light of what God has done, in light of how he displayed his love to you and for me by sending his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross and rise from the dead, in light of that, as you respond to him, consider the implications of what it would mean for your life if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord. Number one, well, first you've got to decide. You know, the application for some of you today is, hey, you need to trust Jesus as your Lord today. You need to confess him right now and say, Jesus, I, I've seen your word. I heard the good news today, and I believe you. I believe in you. I believe I need you, that you died for me, and that I am a sinner broken because of my sin, and I'm destined to hell, and I know that nothing in this world will ever satisfy me, but Jesus, I know that you will. And so I believe in you. I trust you. Thank you for dying for me. I confess you today as my Lord. Some of you need to make that decision. 
What, what effect does, does believing in Jesus, believing the gospel, well, well it's going to affect all of your life. Think about it. The gospel is the good news about Jesus, but it's also all of God's word. And so think about it. If you read God's word and you start to learn about God and who he is and who he created you to be, that's going to change your whole life. Because when you start to read and understand God's word, you're going to see and learn about his will for you. You're going to recognize that he created you for a purpose, that you're not an accident, and that you're not identified by your mistakes and your failures. But who you are, at the core of your being, you are who God created you to be. You are someone that he loves and that he died for. And you are someone that he has planned to have a future with for the rest of forever. It affects your whole life. What we believe about God, it affects your holiness. What is holiness? It means how we live as, as set apart to God, as we live, how we live for God in obedience to God's word. Think about it. What you believe affects everything about your choices and about your opinions and your perspective. It changes everything. What you believe, it is going to affect your relationships. What was that second greatest commandment? your neighbor. Number one, love God with everything. Secondly, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jesus kicked it up when he said, I give you a new commandment, love one another as I love you. What you believe affects your relationships. What you believe affects how you're going to love one another. Because no longer is it how you think you should love someone or how you feel like loving someone today. But Jesus says, love like I love you. And what if we do that? What if we did that every day? It affects everything. What you believe, it affects how you love, it affects your relationships. <laughs> You're going to know that God created you to forgive one another because he has forgiven you. That not only did he create you to forgive and to have right relationships with other people, but he commands you to forgive just like he has forgiven you. What we believe affects everything. It affects how we worship because think about it, if at the end of the day, or as I look at my life, and I realize that all I've been about was just amassing money and having financial security, then I realize that what I really worshipped is money. But what if you worship God? What if you worship God? Then that means you're going to live your whole life for God, you're going you're to find your enjoyment in God. You're going to find your purpose in God. You're going to make it a priority to follow and care about what he says. It affects everything. How you worship and what you worship is determined by what you believe. And lastly, what you believe is going to affect your influence, your witness to the world. What other people see and how other people are influenced by you is all dependent on what you believe. And here's the great thing about life with Jesus. He created us to be an influence, to be his representatives to a world that is dying and desperately in need of a savior. And he's called us the church, his children, his followers. He's called each one of us to be his representatives to the ends of the earth. Think about what God has created and called you to do. Think about what he could do in and through you as we live for him, as we live in obedience, as we share 
the good news with somebody that needs to hear the good news. Think about how God could save someone through you. Think about how God wants to change lives as people come to faith in Jesus, his son. And so, dear friend, what you believe is important. And I pray that we would, each one of us, would choose to trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior and follow him each and every day in every way. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father God, thank you so much for your word. God, we realize that what we believe is vital. It's, it's a matter of life and death. And God, I pray for my friends here today. I pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that you would help us to grow in our understanding of you. I pray that you would give us a hunger for truth, that you'd give us discernment and help us to grow in wisdom, to be able to navigate through the the lies and the distortions of this world. God, I pray that, that, that our longing, God, would be to love you and to serve you. And God, I pray that as a church, as your church, God, that when people look at us, they would see something different. And that difference would be you. That difference would be how we love one another. God, thank you for, for loving us. Thank you for saving us. And God, I pray for my friend right now who, who recognizes that they need you, that they need salvation from their sins. And I pray that right now they would just, they would say this prayer out loud and just talk to you right now, not worrying about anybody else around them, that they would say this, that they would just talk to you right now and say, God, I know that I'm a sinner. And God, I know that you love me and that Jesus died for me. I believe that Jesus, you are God's son and that you died on the cross and and Jesus, I confess you today as my Lord, and I want to follow you all the way to heaven. Thank you for saving me and for loving me. God, and I pray that if my friend prayed that right now, that they would know that their sins are forgiven, that there's rejoicing in heaven because there's one more person added to the family of God. And God, I also pray for my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I pray that we would never forget the good news of Jesus Christ, that we would never discount it or think of it as old news because it's the greatest news that we could ever get. I pray that you would give us boldness and courage to share it with the people that are outside these walls, with the people that are outside this local gathering of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. And I pray that you would use us, God, to, to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, God, to make disciples of Jesus Christ, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then continuing to teach them to obey all that you have commanded. God, I pray this, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I want to invite you to rise. We always give a chance opportunity for you guys to, to respond to God. If you have something that God is leading you to step, if you put your faith in Jesus Christ today, as we sing this song, would you come up and share it with me? I'm going to be standing down here. Would you share it with me so that I can pray with you and encourage you? And, and dear brother and sister, if you want to share a next step that God has put on your heart, as we sing. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts. 
or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast.